This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your Muck Nuggets are closer than you think with Muck Delivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants 18 plus rewards registration required points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. Hello, welcome back to another Swans Cast video, and this is a kind of special off-the-cuff video. Uh, not one of our normal podcasts, not one of our normal match previews, but I'm sure all Swansea fans will be aware of the managerial change that's happened in the last, well, month. I think it took 31 days from the sacking of Michael Duff to find his replacement. One of the guys that was mentioned um, straight after the sacking ended up being a successful candidate, and that was Luke Williams. So I am joined by a Notts County fan. Uh, Tom Williams, uh, similar name if you like, but um, I'm Luke, you're Tom and uh, Williams there as well, so got all the names going on here, but uh, thank you for joining me Tom and you're obviously going to give us some information and insight into Luke Williams during his time and Notts County Yeah, no, happy, uh, happy to be here and thanks for having me um, Yeah, I'm not related to Luke Williams uh, <laughs> I've had that question before, but I'm not related to him, but yeah, uh, delighted to be here no, there's a lot of Williams out there, isn't there? So, um, it's one of them names that you see at a lot of, a lot of places. So my uh, my partner was that as well. So yeah, they're they're, they're everywhere. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining me. Um, it's always like a sad moment when you lose your manager, I guess. And it's easy for me to sit here and say it because we are the ones that are benefiting out of this. We've obviously been on the other end, so obviously got sympathy for that. Um, we lost... I guess was the most akin to what you're going through right now is when Russell Martin, when a lot of fans um, were disappointed with his departure, which is what led to the situation we're in now, really, with the manager that was appointed to replace him. It didn't quite work out. And now we want to go back to maybe a similar style that was played under Russell Martin. And as a result of that, we've taken Luke Williams from yourselves. So before we get started, can you just inform everyone where they can find you? Because I know you do talk about about football. Um, I got recommended from Gab Sutton to get in touch with you. So high recommendations there. And I'm sure you're going to give us lots of good information. So if people want to see what you're talking about generally, where can they find you? Yeah, well, uh, thanks to Gab for, for recommending me. Um, it's uh, at Tom H. Williams 23 on Twitter. Um, yeah, I do a page a bit similar to Gab, I guess. I cover a lot of... Um, uh, National League and League Two, and obviously Notts County focus as well. But uh, yeah. all the clubs at that level, I try and cover. 
Yeah, so I know, I know the, at the moment there's a lot of uh, interest in Wrexham as well as from Welsh fans, so maybe that's something they can go and uh, catch up with what you're providing because it's, it's relevant to their league and stuff as well. So, yeah, go check that out and uh, and catch up with all the League 2 and lower leagues uh, stuff. But let's get straight into the the actual content here of what, we, what we're here for. So Luke Williams. Um, I want to talk about maybe his time during when he was at Notts County and also maybe what we can expect to see from his style of play. So we'll just start back at when maybe he came into Notts County. It's not, it wasn't his first managerial job. I think a lot of people think it was. He, he did manage at Swindon Town before. He did some work as under-21 manager at Bristol and obviously had stints at MK Dons and Swansea as assistant manager. We know all about him um, already from that that work uh, he did at Swansea with Russell Martin as assistant. However, this is a different job, a step up, if you like. He left us to go to yourself, Notts County, um, to take the manager job. I would imagine maybe his early days at Swindon and Bristol, you know, that, that's the beginning of his managerial time, probably is far different to where he was when he took over Notts County. I guess that's why he stepped into assistant role, to learn, to take new ideas on board and, and do those, those sort of things. So when he came into Notts County, what was the situation around the club and how did he come in and impact um, Notts County? Well, I think that's one of the, the reasons why you can actually be really positive about his appointment is because he came into kind of a similar-ish situation. Um, well, we, we lost our manager in the uh, in the summer. Uh, Ian Birchall went to Forest Green. He actually went up two divisions. So it's slightly different because our manager left rather than, than being sacked. But, but what that means is he came into a club that were playing a possession-based style. Um, our owners were uh, very data-driven and we have a very clear philosophy of how we want to play and I think our next appointment will be kind of based on that that ethos. So he was brought in to deliver um, that kind of possession style, extend it even further. Ian Birchall built the foundations and Luke Williams just said that himself, but what Luke Williams really brought into the club was playing possession of a purpose. Um, he mentioned, I think, in his press conference for you guys, a lot of like trying to bring goals and yeah. that kind of we had a lot of that possession, but at, at times it felt like possession for possession's sake a little bit. A lot of passing around the back. And we, we dominate teams possession-wise, but we wouldn't um, necessarily always get the, the the chances or the goals to reflect that. And that's one of the big things that Luke Williams changed. But he came into a club that he was very much head coach. And that's what he came in. He's a great coach. And that's what we knew about him when he arrived. Um, and he came into quite a, a very well set up club. And I think that, is similar in terms of where he's going into Swansea. I know you guys have probably been a bit frustrated with the behind-the-scenes stuff with how long the managerial decision has taken and things like that, but he's coming into a club where you guys have a certain way of playing and we have a, a very similar identity, albeit at a very much lower level. Um, but that's why I think you guys have got to be really positive about this appointment because he came into a similar situation and delivered massive yeah. success for us. He definitely did deliver success. Um, I got the stats here. So correct me if they're slightly out. Obviously, get them from you know the the, the wonderful internet. But um, eighty games, forty eight wins, uh, fourteen draws, and eighteen defeats. So that's just really good record there. Um, and during his time, a points per match average of around one point nine eight, which is really quite high, especially considering the fact that he got yourselves promoted from non league into League Two. With uh, I think that season was both yourselves and Wrexham going at record books um, unheard of, both teams, you know, getting to the heights of the amount of points that you both achieved. A little bit of a, 
season-long battle between between the clubs, and obviously both of you ended up going up. And then, yeah, in in League Two, you've kind of carried that on and sitting in the playoffs. I want to say left you in fifth position in in the playoffs. Was that correct? And yeah, and that that's got to be commended, I guess, going from non-league to League Two and still remaining in such a competitive format. I know a lot's been said of perhaps this season, the defending. You know, you, you conceded quite a few goals, but. I think he's translated the scoring as well to the higher division. So maybe it's expected that you concede a few more, but you're still being competitive and still really up there. And imagine back-to-back promotions, that would that would be insane, wouldn't it really, coming from, from non-league? So you've got to be credit to, to what he's done. And I think from what you were just saying about his style and how he introduced um, more clinical um, part of the possession game to yourselves, that's probably what Swansea fans want to hear. One of the biggest criticisms of Russell Martin, which by all accounts it looks like he might have corrected himself now going into Southampton, was the passing for the sake of passing. And obviously they were here together. Luke Williams gone to Notts County, maybe has taken the stuff he learned there and managed to put that correction in at a lower level. So it'd be interesting to see if he can do that here. Um, you know, we, we passed the ball, we outpossessed uh, teams. You can get up to like 80% possession in some games, but still lose it 1-0 because they get a chance and they're clinical. We might have like 10 and not be clinical, for example, um, or, or maybe not create the chances. So that's really why he wants to come in and change. And he has spoke about it, you're right, in, in the press conference, to say it's not just going to be passing for the sake of passing, but it needs to have some merit to it as well. Uh, so it's good to hear that he did manage to implement that with yourselves. Um, so if you want to talk about maybe the the season of, of getting promoted, did you notice any um, big things that, he implemented or like was there any period during that time where you thought the style of play was just you know um completely um a reason for your success or do you think it was more of a long-term vision and and club thing or do you think he had a a big impact in the success promotion or or was it something that was set up beforehand yeah i think there's definitely foundations but i think that the, the the level we went to was just another level entirely and that was down to him I think you'd notice straight away when he came in the intensity just just upped massively. Like it was like the intensity of our play was just so different. We were trying to create openings all the time. Um, we have that intensity now. We perhaps dipped off a little bit, but when you got a new manager, you know, you obviously everyone's trying to impress him, and he was trying to implement his ideas too. So it was very much intense play and uh, intense chance creation as well. Yeah. Um, but that's one thing you notice straight away with him. Yeah, definitely he'll get that. But it's also what people were saying about him on the training ground. There were players that were, because in the National League, you can only have five subs. So it was like, you'd always have to leave people out of the squad. And, you know, there were people were telling, you know, squad members were telling the press, you know, that he, he would come in early on a on a match day for the for the players that were out of the squad. And he'd run an individual training session for those players, which that's obviously is... Yeah, he's trying to keep, you know, he keeps everyone happy. He'll, he'll he'll give players that are out of the team a reason why they're not playing. You know, you, you won't find a player that has a bad word to say about Luke Williams. You know, he sent a couple of players out on loan and he was regularly bringing them and catching up with them. And, you know, everyone was happy under him, even if they weren't getting games because they understood why they weren't in the team. Um, yeah. And I think another thing for Luke Williams is his style of play evolved. He, he isn't... A lot, a lot of criticism he gets is that he's... Uh, only got one way of playing but it's not necessarily true our style did evolve not massively but yeah, little nuances throughout the season we went our wing back our left wing back has changed completely 
at, the start, at one point last season, he was our left wing back was Adam Chickson, and he was on a he got ten and eleven goals. Uh, and then this season, our wing back Shirley Jones, and he's got the most assists in England. So the the role of that wing back has changed from a goal scorer to a provider. Um, so Luke Williams' style definitely evolved as well, which had to uh, adapted, and, and that ultimately was what got us promoted. I would say. Yeah, okay. I've got to talk about the style in a second, but you know, it's interesting to talk about the assist stats there. I've just got it in front of me. You've scored 117 goals last season, which is crazy. That's a crazy amount of goals. Um, obviously, the league is important in, in in that regard. It was in obviously national league. 117 goals in the championship, I think, would be pretty impressive if anyone gets to that level in the future. Um, would love to see it happen. Don't get me don't get me wrong. Um, looking at this season so far as well, I believe you're on like 56, uh, roughly around there. I'll just I'll clarify that for you right now. 55, uh, 55 goals and what's that into January when he kind of left really so that's really impressive it's really impressive to see that he's maintaining that um and and I hope that he can translate that in so you mentioned um a big part of those goals scoring and the chance created was the assist maybe provided by wing back so is that the system that you're used to seeing then it's a kind of five of the back system with wing backs and how does that look across the rest of the pitch yeah, it's really interesting actually because when he arrived, we we played with wing backs before, and he kind of said to in the press that he wasn't going to change that system because it kind of was working to a point with us. But we got into playoffs the season before; we were amazing, we were good, not amazing like we were last season. But he kind of um, it wasn't that much clarity in terms of what was it, whether that was his system or whether you know he kind of just inherited the shape. And yeah. but this season he had the chance to change it, and he continued with it, uh, and he persisted with it. We've used a back four like in a couple of games, but not not really. Um, but yeah, it's very much like three centre backs. Uh, the wide centre backs get involved in the play, especially our left centre back, Carl Cameron, is our captain. He gets involved in the play a lot. But our wing backs, pretty much, they are wingers. They, uh, Jody Jones and Aaron Amain are both wingers that have converted to wing back in the, in the previous last couple of years, and they they play like wingers. Like they play so high up. I think that's perhaps a maybe a weakness of our system in a weird way is that because they play so high and they contribute so much to the, the attack, they often we get caught out when trans, that's why we can see a lot of goals because they don't yeah. necessarily always get back. Um, and, and in terms of shape as well, he's changed it a, a few times. He's played with a front two before. He's also played with the one with, with Langstaff and um, you, you usually have, we usually have two central midfielders but then of late we played with one central midfielder two attacking midfielders, two strikers. So he's adaptable, but the wing-backs are always high, always wide, and getting involved in the play. He loves to get the play um, down the sides uh, and getting those balls into the box for Langstaff um, for the goals. Langstaff, who has scored 19 goals this season as well, and I know he's on a lot of teams' radar. Maybe it was nice to hear him say, I don't think it doesn't look like he's going to be trying to poach him for Swansea, at least in this transfer window. The way he was speaking about him specifically was how he knows his importance to Notts County and he would love him to stay there to help you with another promotion. But it looks like maybe other teams are on the radar for Langstaff. Um, do you think it's likely Luke Williams would come in for any of those players uh, now he's moved clubs? Do you think they'll, there's anyone that he would see as valuable to bring up to the championship? Yeah, I think, well, like you said about Alan stuff, I could see him going to you guys maybe in the summer, to be honest, the way he was speaking about it. Um, 
they have obviously a great respect for each other, a great working relationship. And yeah, he, Langstaff would be one. I think he's a player that I've said since we got him and he, Luke Williams actually, that's another success story of Luke Williams actually. Langstaff was a wide forward for Gateshead when we signed him. He was, he scored 30 goals in the National League North, but he was a winger slash wide forward sort of type. And Luke Williams very much retrained him to be between the goalposts. He don't stray from those positions and he got him 42 league goals all from open play last season, um, which obviously is just an absurd number, um, breaking the, the record in that league. Kind of um, shocking to think he didn't go in the summer, really, after an output like that. Yeah, 100%. And he the, part of the reason was that we got him on a long contract, a contract extension, like we did with Luke Williams, I think, so that we, if we, we do lose him inevitably, we get a, a fair amount of compensation for, for them. And in terms of Langstaff, yeah, I could see him definitely jumping up the divisions and he's, the, he's, he's got the skill set that it doesn't really matter what level he's playing at. I, I don't think he's a player where he's like absolutely dominating teams. Like he's a player that's scoring goals in a system and that movement, that finishing, is, it kind of is like at any level. I understand he'll get less. He's playing against better defenders at a high level, but he stepped up a level this season and has continued to score. So he's a player I could see Luke Williams being interested in. And then in our team, I think Jody Jones as well is a player that, I mean, I hope we don't lose either. But again, Jody Jones is a player that I think um, is only playing with us because of injuries he's had. He had two really long-term injuries. Um, he was on the up with commentary. He was absolutely flying. And I think whenever you watch him play, you can kind of see that he's way above the level. Um, and I think Louis Williams is quite fond of him as well. So if, if anyone of our team were to go, obviously I want to clarify, hopefully nobody, but... Um, yeah, Langstaff's the main one, I think, because of how many goals he scores. And he's not just a goal scorer, he works so hard off the ball. Uh, and he's, he encapsulates everything that Luke Williams wants in a forward, I think. So I can imagine that Luke Williams will, will definitely look at taking him in the summer. And and you mentioned maybe sometimes Luke Williams will play with a one or a two up top and he will interchange. Does Langstaff work in both those sort of systems or is he better on his own or maybe with a partner? I think he's probably he gets more goals on his own, obviously because he's the main uh, person benefiting yeah. from the chance creation. But sometimes when he's got a partner, they're actually benefiting in terms of he um, isn't the, the attention of the centre backs of late. Actually, of late, he kind of started dropping in deep. Lou Williams has started experimenting with having long stuff dropping in or um, starting attacks out wide because the centre backs were kind of doubling up on long stuff and kind of marking him out of games. Um, but he works in both systems, yeah. He 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 actually re-signed Kevin Scott, his strike partner from Gateshead. We signed them together and that's kind of why we played the two because they were a strike partnership that knew each yeah. other really well. Um, and that's kind of why Williams used the two. I think he probably prefers using a one, um, but I don't think he's against using two, two strikers. That's fair enough. Um, and you mentioned as well the, the wing-backs that you use in the system and... Maybe one of the reasons why the defence can be leaky on times is because maybe it's better to say it's three at the back rather than a five at the back with the wing backs being so far up. Um, probably would say it's quite... And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Can't make the away day? Just get yourself comfortable, load up Swan CV, grab your phone and order a muck delivery. Away days at home never tasted so good. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Similar to what we had under Russell Martin and, and we used to concede a lot of goals on the transition when we lose the ball. In you know, We want to keep the ball, we want to dominate possession. But with that, if you're having 80% of the ball, for example, the times where you do lose it are probably not in good areas. There's a high chance of that. And that used to happen quite often. And we would, because the way you have to set up as a team to keep the ball, when you lose the ball to the opposition, you're just out of position defensively for that split second that usually offers the opposition to create quite a good chance. Is that a similar thing that happens when you concede goals or, or is there any slight differences there? Yeah, that, that, that's the vast majority of our goals, I would say. It's from that transition, defending transitions. And it's definitely a weakness of our game. Um, I think personnel probably plays a part. But then I was going to say, you know, the championship personnel will be better, but then so are the championship attackers. So yeah. I guess it, it's kind of... Balances out, I guess, yeah. Yeah, balances out, yeah. But, you know, we weren't so bad last season. Like we, I think we had the second or third best defence. I think we had the second best defence in the league last year. Um, so it was still an issue, but... I think it, it is highlighted more when you dominate the ball so much and when we were in a, a campaign like we were last season where we won nearly every game, the goals that were invariably from our own mistakes because if, if we've got 80-70% of the ball most of the time, of course they're going to be from transitions because the, the opposition haven't got a chance to build their own attacks. Um, so I think that is definitely part of it. It's definitely a weakness of our game, um, this season especially. I think people will, will point a high line and things like that. Um, that did get exploited against Wrexham, but again, I think that we had a makeshift back three that day, and um, the high line actually worked really well in the first half in that game. Um, and it, I'm not necessarily convinced that high line is actually an issue because it's it's kind of needed to play the possession. You guys yeah. will know it's needed to play the possession style and, 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 and compress teams in. And I think that's one thing that Luton will benefit from is that you guys understand what he's trying to do. You've had Russell Martin. You've, well, you've had it for years. Whereas our fan base, even though we're a team, he came into a possession-based setup. It's only been uh, last three, four years we've played this way properly. So, as much as our fans are getting used, we're still getting used to it. Where you guys are already there, you understand what he's trying to do. So I think you'll cut, give him some more patience, and in a way that he'll he'll benefit massively from, from that because, yeah, I don't, whilst it's annoying to concede on the transition, you know you'll understand what he's trying to do. And I think yeah. uh, there'll, there'll be teething issues there, but he, he will get there eventually, I think. No, I think so as well. I think our fans will largely be patient. It's what they wanted when uh, Duff was assigned and then obviously the fact that he's gone. Like That's what they were shouting for. That's what a lot of people want is more of a... We call it the Swansea way, um, this type of football. And anyone that's going to ha- come in and try to change it to get it right will definitely be afforded a bit more time if it isn't quite working out for them. On that note then, maybe that's a good opportunity to ask about periods where it didn't all go so well for Notts County. I'm sure there was, you had some blips, if you like, in your performances. I mean, even if you look at your recent results, it's two wins in the last, what is that, six, seven games, um, including the FA Cup match. 
uh, that you you lost against um, Shrewsbury. So, is, is is this like something that every now and again you get a period of form that that kind of is a bit tricky? And how does he manage to pick the team up and get out of up to those sort of form? Yeah, last season we last season we barely had any. To be honest, we lost three games I think last year in the league. Um, one of which was the big title side against Wrexham. I guess that was kind of one he had to pick pick us up from because it was such a big game and we did pick up from it and we bounced back and I mean we scraped through the playoffs. I think that but that's a testament to him as a manager. I think that we didn't play well in either of those games and he he I just want to get that out there. He hates cup competitions, so our cup record is not very good. But he heavily rotated in the cup. I think mainly because we he, we had a really small squad um, and it's a distraction. But he's a manager. The way he plays, it's like it's a league-based system where yeah. a cup game can be a random one-off game, whereas a league it will add, it will equal out, and that's what his kind of whole ethos and style is about: is about control, about over a season, over forty-six games, your team will have dominated enough games to pick up enough points to be in a really good position. Um, I think that's the one question mark over him a little bit: is that the difficult period? How do you get through it? I think that. That's the one thing that a few fans would have liked him to have stayed for that reason. I think everyone understands why he's gone. I don't think anyone can begrudge him. But it would have been nice to see how he gets through that difficult period. We kind of have started to get out of it a little bit. We won two home games really comfortably. Um, and this year, our, our away record hasn't been good enough. Last year, our away record was the best it's ever been. So I don't think it's necessarily that he's poor away from home. I just think that this season... It's been a bit difficult for him, and I think that's perhaps the one question mark is that can he get through a difficult period? I would suggest yes, because he's already started to change things. Like I mentioned before about Langstaff, he's done a few subtle tweaks and it did pick our results up. Then we, we lost uh, our last game and obviously then he's gone. Um, but I'm confident that, you know, we've had a lot of injuries this season um, and we had a very thin squad. And I think our summer recruitment, we were probably a little bit too uh, loyal to the players that got us up. And that's you know understandable, but they haven't. Some of them haven't quite met the standard yeah. of the level that we've moved up to. I think it's and important so to highlight the league difference, isn't it? You've got promotion from non-league to yeah. to the football league, essentially, and that is it can be a big a big jump. So you still got to credit where you are in the league at, in fifth place, and maybe wouldn't be expected for periods for it to get a bit tougher when clubs kind of know how to work against your system. So that's where him making them tweaks is important and it's good to hear that really yeah 100% that's kind of what he started to do make a few tweaks especially with Langstaff's positioning but there are other changes as well like I say we've gone to, we've changed to a sort of a 3-5-2 or even a 3-2 three, 3-3-4 three, three, is that right Which yeah, yeah. The, like I know these, these formations they look it depends what we would look at them if you've got the ball if you haven't got the ball and it can be anything yeah. can it Exactly. But yeah, so he kind of went with midfield three with just one central midfielder almost and then two sort of advanced midfielders and that seemed to be working quite well actually in terms of against teams that we were expected to dominate. It actually allowed us to dominate them uh, even more and obviously Morecambe who you've just played, we you know, we absolutely uh, battered them and, and you've, you've just beaten them quite comfortably I think as well. So, you know, the, he, he definitely was turning the corner and I think with a full January with extra players, not necessarily that he gets a say on recruitment really, but Notts County he didn't really have much of a say um, I, I, to be honest with you I think there's only really one player he brought in um, himself so 
that's off the top of my head. There's only really sort of one player I can think of that was a Luke Williams player. Or the other it'd, be the, it'd be quite similar here. I think he'd be involved, but yeah. we've got a, a system and a team of others who deal with that. To much to many fans dislike, but that's the situation. Yeah, I think that's a positive for Luke Williams, though, because in terms of he's shown he can work within that system. He can. Yeah. I mean, Langstaff was signed before Luke Williams even arrived. He signed when we had no manager, um, and then he came in and. You know, used him to such great effect, and I think that's a positive as well. In terms of your model, is similar in that regard as well. And I think that if you had a full January, we're probably going to sign three or four more players. And I think it's obviously guesswork now, but I think we would have gone on to have another really good second half of the season because he was turned that corner. But like I say, um, that's the only question mark is can he get through difficult periods? But I think knowing the character that he is. Um, I can only praise him, and I think that he has got the. We were, we were really up against it in the playoffs, you know. Um, I think we led for something like two minutes of the whole playoffs, something like that, something crazy, um, and we, we got through them. Um, and it wasn't through luck because the penalty shootout. Um, there's a clip of Roy Langstaff talking about that. Luke Williams had us taking hundreds of penalties in training, um, in preparation for that penalty shootout. He knew. He knew. The, he got his management team and he, they knew where the Chesterfield players were going to take their penalties and it's kind of the meticulous preparation like the detail he doesn't leave a single piece of information like out he's so detailed um, so I think that because of that level of detail he'll always succeed Yeah and you can tell that from the way he speaks in the press conferences that he's done already um, from which he's also been heavily praising Notts County and What's the reaction been to him leaving then? Obviously, it's two divisions higher, yet past associations. Sometimes when you lose your manager to a bigger club, it can be quite negative and disappointment. And I'm sure there is a bit of disappointment there, but what's the general perception been of his, his move? I think everyone's gutted that he's gone. Like, I think everyone's dis- not disappointed with him. I think they're disappointed that like, it's over because it's such a good period. Definitely in my lifetime, the best period we've had. And... Uh, you know he's been unbelievable, um, and he's just such a great guy. It's not just he's a great manager; like he's just such a great guy. So it's just a disappointment, but I think it's un- like you said, it's understandable. He's he lives sort of nearby Swansea. I think you know he he doesn't have to commute to Nottingham anymore. Um, you know, it's two divisions higher. I don't know financial details, but I'd imagine it, he's changed his life with the finances as well. So, at the end of the day, in terms of people mentioning loyalty, he's obviously, of course, there's the odd comment from fans that are really disappointed, saying he's not loyal, etc. But his, his loyalties are to his to his family, and you know he's looking after his family first and foremost by making this move. And also, he's an ambitious man; like he wants to manage at the highest level possible. He mentioned in your press conference he wants to tick off the Premier League. Yeah. He's now ticking off the Championship. You know, he, he's an, 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 any any manager that's ambitious would take a, a move from the from League Two to the championship realistically um, especially one that, that suits him in terms of it's, it's the perfect fit and I mentioned it even back in I think it was September my first ever post I did when Duff was under pressure I said I'm really hoping that they win tonight because as soon as he doesn't I think Lou Williams is gone there so we managed to keep him till January I think that we did pretty well to, to keep him that long That's a good prediction really to be fair Fair play yeah. Uh, see, know your stuff, didn't you? Um, okay, I know you've, I know you've got to shoot off in a sec, but got one more question. I'm not sure. It may be a difficult one. I just want to ask about Swansea. I don't know how much you know about Swansea and their team, 
But is there any players that you know of within Swansea that you think are really going to benefit from this change? I know he's only on loan, but um, Patino, I know he, he had a really... He got a goal on the on the first game, didn't he, I think? Um, and you know, he, he'll probably benefit. Um, I know as well you mentioned that you you haven't got many wingers. So that's, that's the interesting thing is whether you will go out and sign some wingers or, or whether the, that might benefit in terms of the wing-backs. Um, yeah, there's a few wing-backs, sure. but not, not out-and-out wingers. Um, and the wingers that we do have or have been using, Jamal Loeb, Jimmy Patterson, uh, probably less a winger than you're accustomed to now. I thought Jamal Lowe obviously historically probably was one, but he's more used centrally as a forward now or an inside forward off the wing. He's very right and to hug the touchline and stay wide and, you know, do the normal stuff you expect from a winger. And he doesn't really show his pace that often. And Jimmy Patterson, I think, is, as he's reaching the end of his career, a little bit better in more central areas where pace isn't as much of a factor and he can use this more of his technical stuff. So... Yeah, I think wingers an area that Swansea haven't really got and we were looking at maybe going in for, but it depends, I guess, if he's going to need them because part of the reason we haven't really got anyone in that mould now is because Russell Martin didn't really use them and the ones that we did have went under him um, and he didn't really invest in that area. So be interesting to see. they got Josh Key and um, Josh Timon who play left wing back, right wing back, um, who kind of... They are better, more forward up the pitch. Josh Key has been deployed further up in a wing position, but he is first and foremost a defender. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if that that will be fine for him and he will mould those guys into more attacking threats or whether he will look to strengthen in those areas. Yeah, and I think in terms of obviously the young lad Sam Parker, I think it was, wasn't he played? And I think yeah. um, you've got Nathan Wood as well as a defender who... You know they're both young guys, and I think Lou Williams has shown he's uh, about player development as well. And like he's developed players that lots counting massively, and those guys will definitely benefit from him. And like I mentioned, Pacino, I only mentioned him because obviously for Blackpool he, he had that kind of slip through ball type like move, and that's, a, that's something that Lou Williams has utilised massively. First with Ruben Rodriguez, and this season with Dan Crowley, they they play like a, a slip kind of through ball to a wing back um, that's kind of like one of our trademark sort of things that the opposition know is going to happen but they can't stop it and I guess he's the kind of player that has that ability to throw that pass and then obviously you know Jerry Yates he signed I think from Blackpool in the summer I believe um, I'd imagine that he he will get loads of chances so he should benefit in terms of you know in a Luke Williams system the striker is always going to score goals because they get loads and loads of chances which yeah he should benefit in theory just because well, I, hope, of that. I hope so because he's been under a bit of pressure um, this season not meeting the expectations what people thought he was going to give and has found himself out of the team in recent weeks as a result but he did get a goal as well against Morecambe the other day and it was kind of an individual goal strikers finished from an opportune ball that was just there in front of him from outside the box showing I guess maybe look I can still hit the target I am still here so Hopefully he can push on from here now and the same as the other guys you mentioned, Patino has found himself out of the team under the caretaker boss. But that move, definitely we've seen it once or twice. Questioned why we haven't seen it more than that because I know that was one of the things he was really good at at Blackpool. So hopefully he can find that again and get some more assists with those type of balls or make some more opportunities at least going forward. But yeah, it sounds very exciting and again, just want to apologise, I guess, for stealing your manager. It's the second time I've had to really do one of these videos um, this season. 
speaking about Michael Duff in the summer, was very excited at first when I was speaking to the Barnsley fans because he did really good at Barnsley and they were gutted to lose him as you know as well. One perhaps the right fit for us in hindsight and didn't quite work out as well as what it could have done, uh, which was a shame. However, we got to move on and yeah, apologies for for doing it again to yourselves. But I hope you managed to find someone else to continue maybe what what's been started and maybe we will see you in the league in a few years if uh, that form and style of play continues to bring you success yeah i think it oh well, i hope so and i think that's the important thing is you guys lost with some martin the summer and um similar we need to get the next appointment right but i think you mentioned the fit there and Lou williams is the right fit i think for your club and that's the yeah. important thing of appointments is the right fit and i've got no doubt he's going to be a success you know obviously i'm absolutely gutted that he's no longer a manager in Notts County but I'm a Luke Williams fan now so I'll definitely be following and following your guys' journey with him and I think he's just a, a brilliant human being as well as a brilliant coach so yeah you guys are going to love him I think um, he is yeah, he's, obviously you've had him before but now he's the, the main man yeah. he, he will flourish I've got no doubt and hopefully yeah we'll meet you in the in the league but I'm hoping for, for your guys' sake that maybe this season's a little bit of a stretch at the Premier League but hopefully next year the full season, Luke Williams can, can get you promoted because he's shown he can get promotions. Um, yeah. And, and I have no doubt that he can do that with you guys. Well, I hope so too. And uh, that would be really good and a really good end to what's happened this year, I guess, for Swansea. So thank you very much for your time, Tom. And just remind everyone where they can find you for your uh, League Two and Lower Leagues uh, content that you put out there. Yeah, it's at Tom H. Williams 23 on Twitter. Um, and yeah, that's the main place you can find me, to be honest. I post on there quite a bit. So uh, yeah, probably too much, but um, you guys yeah. can find me there. <laughs> it's all good. It'd be nice to maybe chat to you again uh, soon. Uh, well, one day, hopefully in the football world, something happens that we were able to get back on and have another conversation. Maybe it's about Luke Williams again, who knows. But I appreciate your time. Um, obviously, I'll tag you in this when it goes live. And uh, yeah, speak to you again. And good luck for the rest of your season. Yeah, you too. Thank you very much. The match has just finished and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a McNugget share box and a few tips with your mates? You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering muck delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.